You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome into another MLB Extras Braves podcast. I'm Tim McMaster along with Mark Bowman, our Braves reporter here at MLB.com. And Mark, the days are counting down until the winter meetings. They get going in Las Vegas next week. It's sure to be an exciting time, obviously, around baseball. And unlike last year, it seems like things are moving a little bit quicker as far as free agent signings and trades so far this year. And hopefully that leads to an exciting winter meetings for sure. We're going to get people ready for that. We'll talk about the NL East as a whole. But I want to start with kind of the news of the week from a Brave standpoint. And that is, it sounds like they found their pitching coach, Rick Kranitz. It's an interesting name uh, for people who follow the division, I guess. He was the Phillies pitching coach last year. He was very popular in Philadelphia, but they ended up cutting ties with him basically because Chris Young was wanted by a lot of teams and the Phillies didn't want to lose him. So they promoted Chris Young to pitching coach, let Rick Kranitz go, and that could be a bonus for the Braves, right? No doubt about it. You know, sometimes you're, you know, your best hires are not necessarily the one that uh, you, you know is available at, at first. You know, it's uh, we go back, I know I've said it here on the podcast a few times when Alex told me back in October, he, he said that this may extend it to December. Well, you know, one thing we found about Alex is he's very, very thorough and methodical with everything. And, you know, while trying to, while contacting the Phillies just for an interview with uh, Chris Young, their assistant pitching coach, um, he, he indirectly ended up with Kranitz because the, the Rangers and a few other, at least one other team, uh, called the Phillies asking about Young, and they decided to give, give him the pitching coach job and move on from Kranitz. And when Kranitz came down here to Atlanta, he, he interviewed quite well, uh, from what I understand. And, and um, you know, he, he has he's he has the old school thought. I, I don't even know if I like to use old school. He is a, he's a strong baseball IQ and a willingness and ability to understand the benefits of the analytic, uh, you know, the information provided uh, through analytics. And um, I, I think that's one thing that truly impressed him. He was, he did a, a great job with the, you know, a Philly staff that if you look at their ERA, you're, you're just completely dismissing the fact that this is one of the worst defensive teams the game has seen, you know, maybe of all time. And certainly within the, uh, the era within which we've been able to, to, uh, you know, track defensive metrics. So, um, you look at their their FIP. Uh, they were a strong staff. He, he's had he's worked with some young pitchers in Florida before. He's had some success in Milwaukee. So I think they're they're looking forward to this arrangement. And uh, like I said, you, he certainly wasn't on their uh, wish list at the beginning because he wasn't uh, wasn't available, and they weren't necessarily trying to make him available. But indirectly, they they found their guy just because they asked for another guy. Yeah, certainly interesting the way these things turn out, and we'll see how Krenitz does. Obviously, the Braves team as a whole is an exciting pitching staff for a guy to be able to kind of sink his teeth into and get get to be a part of and lead those guys, all those young, talented arms. All right, let's look directly ahead to the winter meetings. And 
it's a time where it's it's an easy time to kind of reset the offseason and talk about team needs. So when you look at this Braves team right now heading into the week in Las Vegas, what needs do they still need to fill? Well, they, they need a they, they need an outfielder. They need uh, to add to their bullpen. You know, there's there aren't that many closers available. Uh, you know, beyond Craig Kimbrell, and we've been down that road. Unless his you know years and dollars uh, drop significantly, that's not going to happen uh, here in Atlanta. Um, so we we move on to the starting starting pitching market. Um, I think that's probably where their focus is right now. Uh, their primary. Uh, you know, most of their attention is being placed there. They're, they're trying to – they're looking at some free agents, looking at some trades. Um, you know, there, there's plenty of names being bannered about around there. Um, there there's – you know, ever since Alex took this job, it seems like, um, you know, Braves fans have asked for him to to go get Marcus Stroman. There, there's certainly some interest there. At the same time, it takes two to tango. And, and that's what's one thing that you have to remember um, with these – you know, with these deals, um, he's one of uh, he, he's one guy who, who is, has drawn their interest. Uh, at, there were some reports earlier this week that uh, they were showing some interest in Dallas Keuchel. There's no truth to that at all. They have not expressed any interest there. Um, and there's also been some some rumors of you know that them be, the Braves being one of many teams who have expressed interest in Madison Bumgarner. Well, I think every team that has expressed interest is, is has done so knowing that he's no longer Madison Bumgarner. The Braves really need a frontline guy. Um, at the same time, it may be in the Giants' best interest to hold on to him, um, you know, and, and trade him at the – move him at the trade deadline. If you if you look at what the Braves have right now with Mike Fultonevich, um, Sean Newcomb, Kevin Gossman, and Julio Tehran, and then one of their young guys, you know, whether that's, you know, Kyle Wright or Mike Soroka – um, Tuki Toussaint, um, Max Freed, one of those guys could, could fill in the, the fifth, fifth spot. Um, there's a couple different ways they could go there, but at the same time, you look at that rotation as a whole, and the one thing that it's obviously missing is that genuine, you know, number one. Now, whether you can get a number one, I don't know, you know, but can you get another – other number two, which, you know, Fulte at least looked like a number two last year. If you have two number twos, um, you know, they, they, you're certainly in much better position than you were even last year when you won the division. This is a team that has uh, – should once again have a pretty strong defense uh, or defense. And then, um, you know, I, I think that Alex is, is going to – He's not looking necessarily for that long-term deal for a pitcher. He's still looking short-term, but but there are there are some options out there, um, and he's looking at all of them. I mean, you know, you, you read about it, all the guys in play. You, you've heard about the the guys in Cleveland. Well, you know, it's going to take a lot to get Corey Kluber. Uh, could the Braves do it with Christian Pache or Ender and Ciarte? Some one of the two of them being part of a package, sure, but it's going to be a very expensive package. Uh, the, the likelihood of Carrasco being moved right now seems, um, you know, less likely uh, because it, it looks like he's going to sign an extension. Uh, that, that leads you to Bauer, who, who's very intriguing. I mean, at, at the same time, you, you have to wonder why, you know, why, why would the Indians be ready to give up on him right now? And that, that, that raises some costume flags. But, 
there are some options out there. Um, I do expect Alex to, you know, not necessarily address the starting pitching uh, need first, but at the same time, I, I understand why that's at the forefront because you can get away with, um, you know, waiting for maybe some the bullpen market to materialize and and maybe get a sense for you know which. You know, maybe one of the veteran outfielders is, ends up being pretty cheap at the end. Um, but but you you definitely want to go into the season um, with one more frontline starter. So I think that's why starting pitching is currently their priority. And we'll see if they can get something done on that front next week in Las Vegas. Um, the National League East, Mark, is, is the one division in baseball right now, and this is kind of fun to say heading into 2019, where four teams are – kind of all in right now going for it. Um, there's a lot of teams in pretty much across the board that you see either tanking or to a lesser degree just rebuilding in, in really all divisions. But in the National League East, we thought the Mets maybe would decide this year to rebuild a little bit. Instead, they've doubled down with the trade for Cano and Diaz. The Phillies have gone out and, and they're clearly going for it. And the Nationals go ahead and sign Patrick Corbin this week. And they say they aren't out on Bryce Harper either. So all those teams and then the, here the Braves are, the defending division champs. I mean, it's exciting and you wish every division could be like this, but the National League East certainly is. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. It, it is very interesting, and you know, you kind of go back to, um, you know, whenever you ask uh, executives from other teams, are you concerned about what other teams are doing? It, it kind of goes along the lines of, you know, when you ask a starting pitcher, were you concerned about who you were opposing that day? Let's let's go back to the days of Maddox opposing Randy Johnson or something. He said, "No, I don't have to worry about Randy Johnson except when he comes up to bat." Look. At the end of the day, you, you, you know what your competition's doing. It, it, it shouldn't necessarily uh, influence you to make a, uh, you know, a, a decision you wouldn't have been comfortable with at the fir- in the first place. But at the same time, it continues to motivate you to get better. It's, it's very interesting to, to look at this division because you know, the Mets had the best record in the NOEs from July 1st on last year. This was not a team that, that – that's, that's half the season um, – you know, now we'll look at them. They're they're healthier. They're better. You know, whether they move center guard remains to be seen. Um, I don't see really why you would do that when you've made these other moves. So if you've got a healthy center guard, DeGrom, and a healthy Wheeler at the front of that rotation, and, and Diaz at the back end of that, um, at the back end of the bullpen, that's that's a pretty good uh, uh, pitching staff that that you're forming there. At least a basis for. Um, a strong uh, pitching staff. So uh, the Nationals are, are certainly quite capable of, of competing for a division title. And you know, the Phillies, it, they've made some moves. Uh, you know, some of these moves have, have improved them defensively, which is what they absolutely needed to do. Um, and so you move forward. We're going to go to spring training. And, and each of these teams, in some way, shape, or form, somebody's going to be talking to, about them potentially being a division winner. And, uh, you know, the Braves are certainly cognizant of of what is going on around there. Uh, like I said, it, it, this doesn't make you go out there and, and make some uh, brash, you know, unwise decision that, that's going to affect your future, um, you know, in a negative manner. But at the same time, you know, maybe it motivates you to to go that extra mile to, to get the make that next acquisition or that that. Uh, 
make that next big move that the Braves made the first one. You know, they went out and got Donaldson and everyone else has countered so since then. So um, we'll see what the what's what's next for the Braves. Like I said, I I wouldn't be surprised if it's a starting pitcher, but but uh, right now there's nothing definitely you know real hot. Uh, you know, so nothing is imminent right now in, in, in terms of that market. One more note for you, Mark, and that is Johnny Venter is going to be back one year, $2.25 million deal. Obviously, he's a guy who's been through so much with the Tommy John surgeries. I think he chalks it up as three and a half Tommy John surgeries in his career. Yeah. Um, good to have him back in Atlanta for another year. Oh, no doubt. No doubt about it. It was kind of, you know, it's, it's what a story. You, you think about where Johnny's gone from the time he joined the Braves organization in 2000. Four and like you said, since then he's undergone three and a half. Uh, Tommy John, just for just to see him get back on the mound last year for the race, you know that was a uh, a great story around here. Just for us to follow from afar and to be able to to watch that that story continue to materialize over the final two months of this past season was was great, and to see him stay healthy and you know, there was a, there was a time in Johnny's career there where you know he had. He had had that Tommy John surgery uh, early in his career, you know, and he started to, uh, let's see, when the first, the next one was after the 2012 season. At that point in time, you're saying, you know, is this guy ever going to get paid? Uh, just because he hadn't, you know, reached the, the arbitration phase of his career. And now to see him get another paycheck and be able to play here at home with, and, uh, you know, be with his kids, his wife and kids, you know, this is uh Certainly a, a a story that I hope extends beyond the 2019 season because it's it's a it's a fun one to follow. Great stuff, Mark. Next time we speak, we will be in Las Vegas for the winter meetings. We'll see what's going on down there. Until then, though, you can find all your Big Braves news on Twitter through Mark. He's at MLB Bowman. My handle is MLB underscore McMaster. You can find all of our club podcasts at MLB.com backslash podcast or on Apple Podcasts by searching MLB Extras, all 30 club podcasts updated weekly throughout the offseason. Thanks for joining us on this edition of the MLB Extras Braves podcast. For Mark, I'm Tim McMaster. We'll talk to you next time.